Welcome to SaltCast. My name is Bob Turner, and I am the director of the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training, otherwise known as SALT. And today I'm with my co-host, Chuck Ramsher. Welcome, Chuck. Thank you. And we have a special guest with us, and that is John Began. And John, welcome. Good to be here. Thank you. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time to visit with us and to tell us a little bit about your work and, and so on. I, I was really encouraged when, when you responded to the email and gave me some of the background and found out that you're a graduate of Sunset, which was very exciting to me. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about when you graduated and the work you've been doing uh, since then to the present? I uh, went from 84 to 86, um, so I'm old. Uh, <laughs> I graduated from Sunset. <clears throat> I came from California, uh, Orange County. And then after graduation, um, I brought two guys out that I had graduated with, along with my brother who graduated two years before me, and a couple of other gentlemen, about a total of six of us that had graduated from Sunset at one time or another. And we did a church plant in Huntington Beach, California. And uh, we were all working full-time jobs. I went back to cutting meat. I was a meat cutter for 14 years at a grocery store, but we were doing church and secular work and juggling families all at the same time. We did that for about almost eight years. Hmm. <clears throat> and how did, how did things progress from the church plant? So um, over, we grew to about 125 over that period of time. And, um, but it was really difficult keeping it together because we were all working still. We, we, we didn't fully support anyone. Uh, we probably was our biggest mistake, not going in there and supporting uh, a family or two. We had hoped to have been able to do that, but it just didn't work out. Several of the uh, leadership, uh, core leadership moved, whether because of uh, family issues or job issues. And so we kind of dwindled down. So we ended up kind of closing. Um, we, um, felt we could go back to congregations that we knew in the area and just go and help and support them. And that's kind of what we did. I went out to Mission Viejo, which wasn't too far from where we were living. <clears throat> I had just happened to have my second back surgery. So <clears throat> my secular job had to be changed dramatically. And so I was going out there and helping out doing youth ministry there, working with Jeff Walling and Rick Gibson, who are now at Pepperdine. And uh, just kind of had some changes over the years, I didn't do vocational preaching until about 10 years ago. And I had always I've been associate minister, but not really paid. I ran Celebrate Recovery for seven years in Marietta, California, and still always been in ministry, always taught Bible class, uh, preached, you know, occasionally wasn't full time. About 10 years ago, I went to Madeira and preached there. And that was my first pulpit experience <laughs> along there. Then I end up with uh, Chuck in Victorville a year after that. Oh, okay. So that's your connection to Chuck. Yeah, that's my, my uh, relationship with Chuck. We both were at Victorville at the same time. I call it Victorville, but um, <laughs> because there's nothing out in Victorville. It's all desert. But um, so we, we met there. And then from there, I went to uh, Costa Mesa, California, where I became the pulpit minister there for six and a half years. And uh, <clears throat> the church there had been uh, working with the homeless for 27 years prior to me getting there, but they only had one baptism in those 27 years. No one came to church. No one came to Bible study. Um, don't know why that keeps on going off. But um, so we had to change the culture there. And that's how I really kind of got introduced 
Pew Homelessness was um, at Costa Mesa. Um, I had dealt with homeless throughout ministries. I uh, ran, like I said, Celebrate Recovery. So you kind of come across people with addictions and all that good stuff. Okay. <clears throat> and, uh, and I come from a dysfunctional family. My, both my parents were alcoholics. Uh, mom had nervous breakdowns. At 11, I was putting her into uh, institutions and rehabs. So I kind of had a, a lot of grooming, working with uh, those that are, that are hurting, those that are struggling with addictions and mental health at a very young age. So God's been preparing me for a while on that. Wow. Well, I can just say that some of my favorite time being out in Victorville involved <laughs> riding with you in the truck. Uh, but, you know, you've shared a little bit about your past, but we're really interested also in what you're doing right now. So tell us about Trellis and the work that you do there. So <clears throat> Trellis, um, I'm the initiative leader for homelessness. Trellis is a nonprofit in Costa Mesa. We work with the churches in Costa Mesa and the businesses in, in the city. And we have three main initiatives, homelessness, education, and neighboring. And so I hit up the homeless initiative. They heard I had left Costa Mesa. They said, you know, we've been praying you would come and take over our homeless initiative because of my experience working with the homeless there. Um, and so I came aboard and said, well, if God wants me to be here, he'll make it happen because my trust can only pay a little small salary because it is a nonprofit. I have to gather up the rest of my support. And so I said, well, if God wants me to do it, he'll provide. And then within a month, he had provided uh, more than what we initially set out for. So <clears throat> I head up the homeless initiative here, which means I work with the 54 churches in Costa Mesa, trying to reach out to them, bring a collaborative uh, process to ending homelessness in Costa Mesa. And we have about 34 churches out of the 54 that are actively involved with Trellis. Wow. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing. Trellis Roots was um, birthed out of prayer. Uh, my boss, Ian Stevenson, he was associate minister at a large congregation here in uh, Costa Mesa. He had been getting together with several pastors every month for prayer for almost 10 years. And they would get together and pray, about 10 to 12 of them, all from different congregations, from different uh, places in Costa Mesa, different churches in Costa Mesa. and. Uh, the city had a layoff where they laid off 200 people. And while they were in the prayer session, one of the people from the city that got a layoff notice uh, jumped off the city hall and killed himself. Ooh. So that really was the birth of Trellis. They said, you know, we got to do more than just pray here. We've got to kind of get together and bring this community together. So the following week they had yeah, Trellis, it wasn't Trellis yet, but they had gathered over 500 people to pray around city hall. And from that birth, trellis. And it's still our foundation for everything that we do is, is prayer. And uh, Ian, they appointed, the 12 appointed Ian and say, hey, we want you to run this. And he started it out. And I probably came aboard about a year after that. Uh, I was still at um, the church in Costa Mesa. Mm. <clears throat> so right now, like I said, we have like 34 churches that are actively involved in trellis in one way or another, whether it's homelessness, education or neighboring. And uh, we don't necessarily run programs. We really try to bring a collaborative effort together of everyone coming together. The city can't do it on their own. Churches can't do it on their own. Law enforcement uh, can't do it. Um, everyone needs to kind of come together. And since we started doing that, 
we saw some major results in our city and changes, especially in the realm of homelessness. We saw people getting housed, uh, people going through rehab. Um, we do reconnections, which is Costa Mesa has the largest number of sober living homes than any other city in America. So they come from all over the United States to come and get sobered up in our recovery homes. But they drop out, get kicked out, test out, you know. Um, so that means we get a trickle of homeless in Costa Mesa on a regular basis. So we try to capture them before they get heavy back into their addiction. Sometimes we do, we don't, and we just work with them. So we always have a flow of homeless <laughs> in, in Costa Mesa. And so we'll reconnect them back to family. So if you got someone from West Virginia or Virginia or Tennessee, and they came out for rehab, dropped out, but they want to go back home, home wants them back, then we'll send them back. We'll, we'll pay for the plane ticket or bus ticket or train ticket. Um, wow. we, we connect with them. We connect with the family. We connect with PD, make sure they're not running from the law. <laughs> but we try to breathe some love and truth in them. Um, for me personally, that's one of the best things in my job because I get to put them in my car and they got to listen to me lecture to them and preach at them. And they can't jump out the freeway at 60 miles an hour. So I got a captive audience, uh, you know, <laughs> with them. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, you're able to, to uh, connect with them a little bit better and share the word of God with them. So does Trellis have a website that people yes. learn? If you, go, if you go to wearetrellis.com, that's our website. It kind of gives you a little history of how we started, our initiatives, the people that uh, we have here as part of the nonprofit. Uh, when I came aboard, we had, I was the only uh, other paid employee, you know, all the rest were volunteers. And we've gotten a few more people on board. We've grown quite a bit. Um, we were very well known in the city of Costa Mesa and also in our surrounding cities in, uh, in Orange County. We get cities all the time say, hey, we want to get a trellis here in Huntington Beach and Dana Point, Newport Beach, uh, because they've heard about some of the things that we've been able to do um, as, as trellis, bringing people together. So we are trellis.com. Yep. Okay. That's yeah. trellis with two L's. Yes, T R E L L I S dot com. Great. So, question that I have in regards to a specific area that you're working on with Trellis. Um, obviously, that the homeless situation has grown immensely over the years, and, and it's not just <clears throat> part of the country. It's it's everywhere across the country, yeah. and, and kind of based on your experience uh, and the work that you've done. What brings about that situation? Why has it, uh, why does it exist? Or maybe how, how is it, how do people get into that situation <clears throat> where they are homeless and, and don't really find any way to, to get out of that? Uh, I've always said there's no one reason for homelessness and there's no one solution. I mean, it's just, it's a broad spectrum. Your most, um, the highest percentage is through addiction and mental health. Um, those are the, the large population of the homeless community. Now it's getting broader because of the economy, because of COVID. Uh, we anticipate the homeless population gonna really uh, increase dramatically after the first of the year because either the stimulus package is gonna be gone, but everyone's been out of work for so long, businesses have closed. And so there's gonna be a lot more people that are in need. Either they're homeless or they're right on the verge of, getting, uh, of becoming homeless. 
So you can do prevention is, is, is the key in those areas. But the other ones where we see is, is mental health and addiction. Uh, they've gotten rid of most of the mental health facilities, you know, back um, in the 80s. So they really had no place to put some of the folks. And a lot of it's ACLU and, and other advocates that um, say, hey, you know, they have their rights. They, they can live wherever they want to live. Or, um, but they really can't function on their own. They, they just need some help. They need some guidance, whether it's medication, because they're not balanced. Um, I've always said, probably the, beyond that is uh, they have a disconnect with God. Yeah. Is really in, in one form or another, especially in the addiction, is they have a disconnect. They come from brokenness. I see a lot of people coming from adoption. Um, that even though they had good, loving, adoptive parents, they have a hard time dealing with their identity as not being wanted by their original parents. So they really struggle with that. So they struggle with some of the mental health, but the addiction is, is the, um, is very high in that. And they kind of go hand in hand. They might not have mental health issues initially when they are on the streets, but over time, if they get into addiction or if they're homeless for uh, quite a while, they just break down um, physically, emotionally, mentally, uh, and spiritually. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I've had actually Chuck. Um, I don't know if, if he's the one that referred uh, a friend from Bear Valley, a guy named uh, Scott. He was up in Stockton, California. I was sitting down watching a football game, and he calls me and said, Hey, I got a friend in Costa Mesa. She's having a nervous breakdown. She became homeless. Um, her daughter had a full scholarship at a Christian college here in Costa Mesa. And when they got to the apartment, the landlord says, you don't have good credit. You need $2,000 cash or a co-signer. So they became homeless like that. No addiction issues, no mental health issues. And so I asked the guy from Scott, I said, how'd you get my number? He goes, well, I called Bear Valley where I was from. And some guy at Bear Valley said, well, John Beacons in Costa Mesa, give him a call. <laughs> and as a result of that, we ended up, uh, a friend of mine had a, just put a, a fifth wheel on our property at the church. So we put him in the fifth wheel on our property. And we figure a month, maybe or two, 16 months later, uh, you know, they finally got their own place. Daughter graduated um, in honors at, at the school. Mom got, um, uh, got a job, actually got two jobs. And now she's getting married uh, here uh, this next year. And it was all a phone call as a connection through Bear Valley Church of Christ, <laughs> the school. So, um, and that's how I ended up housing 14 homeless at my church in Costa Mesa as a result of that. So wow. God just works and he just, you know, he opens up a door and you kind of go through that door, you know, sure. uh, but, but trellis. Um, so we try to collaborate and bring people together. And um, with the businesses, we have a network for homeless solutions, which is birthed from trellis and the city. Uh, we meet once a month with um, city leaders, with businesses, with churches, with other nonprofits, and we try to help each other out. Uh, because prior to Trellis coming aboard, churches, we had a couple of churches that would do one thing and another church would do another thing, but they weren't communicating with each other. Nonprofits doing something for homeless. And a lot of good was being done, but nothing was really progressing. People weren't getting off the streets. They weren't getting housed. So over the last seven years, we've housed probably over 500 people now off the streets of um, Costa Mesa as a result of 
wasn't trellis necessarily doing it, but it was bringing that group together and the collaborative effort that really helped launch our success into doing that. Wow. Awesome. So, well, I'm, I'm excited to learn a lot more. We're, we're kind of out of time today. Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. I, I enjoy it and looking forward to digging deeper into some of the work that you do at Trellis as well as some some information I know that you'll be able to share to to help congregations when it comes to this incredible issue that exists across the country. But I, I would like, if you don't mind, if you would share your email address, contact information there that if people wanted to ask you questions personally or to get more information further, uh, how can they reach you? You can always call me at 559-474-1209. That's my personal phone. Um, so they can call me anytime. Um, and my email address is john, J-O-H-N, at wearetrellis.com. So W-E-A-R-E-T-R-E-L-L-I-S.com. Awesome. And uh, I'd be glad to help out in any way that I can. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking time to be with us today. And uh, I look forward to discussing more uh, as we'll talk more about uh, the work that you're doing. And I want to thank everyone for listening to uh, our, our podcast today. And hopefully the information is, is going to be a great starting point for you to listen and learn more about how that you can be involved in helping in such a great area of need. Uh, in this country. But thank you for taking time to join us today. We look forward to visiting more next week.